everyone, and welcome to this episode of Drone Insights and Technology, a Conexicore podcast. We're going to be talking about real-world topics that will uncover the business of commercial drones and the applications that drive this exciting market. Your host for the series is Frank Segura, CEO and founder of Conexicore, one of the leading industry drone service providers. With each episode, we will be talking with industry thought leaders about how commercial drones are being used right now in all types of vertical markets to save time, save money, and keep workers safe. And now, with no further ado, is our host, Frank Segura. Welcome to Drone Insights and Technology, a podcast by Conexicore. I am your host, Frank Segura, and I'd like to thank our audience for joining us today to learn more about commercial drone applications and the technology that's driving their widespread adoption. During this episode, we're going to be talking about how drones are transforming how facade and building envelope inspections are being conducted for high-rise construction applications. I'd like to welcome our guest today, Mr. Alan Cortez, uh, Vice President of Safety and Administration at Hanover Company, headquartered in Houston, Texas. Hanover is one of the most active private real estate companies in the United States, specializing in acquisition development and management of high-quality multifamily properties nationwide. And Connexicore is proud to have them not only as a client, but we welcome them to our podcast. Alan, welcome. All right. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate you having me today. Yes, I'm I'm looking forward to it. This is an area that I take to heart. I love construction. I love drones, obviously, and I think this is going to be a great session. I think our audience is going to learn a lot. We'll jump right into it. Alan, I have a lot I want to cover in today's show, but can you, you give us a little background on Hanover Company as well as your role and your responsibilities? Sure. As you mentioned, we're a multifamily developer that works throughout the continental United States. We build high-end apartment projects in most larger metropolitan areas of the U.S. I act as the construction group's vice president of safety and administration, as you mentioned. And what that means is I support construction groups' operations, managing the, the safety program for the construction sites, our quality control program, our scheduling support operations, and IT initiatives. Interesting. So so you're in IT as well as the administrative aspect of the safety for the company. So you play kind of a dual road, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. I try to I'm helping the company from a company-wide perspective as well as a construction group in assuring we have the technologies that we need to, you know, accomplish the work as effectively as we possibly can. That's awesome. And I think that's why we gel because <laughs> I come from an IT background as well as a construction background. So I've enjoyed working with Hanover. I know that Hanover has a solid reputation as being what, what you're calling vertically integrated company. Can mm-hmm. you articulate what that means and what part technology plays in this model? Sure. Yeah. Being vertically integrated to us allows us to control a project's life cycle from cradle to grave, so to speak. So we will go out with our developers and they will find property that we would like to develop into our apartment building. And we hire the design architects and engineers and designers ourselves as well to control the design of the building. Uh, Then as my group controls the construction of the project, Uh, And then we have a property management group that manages the property and has leasing agents and that sort of thing in the buildings as well. So we're we're controlling the whole process, and we believe that we have a better product because of that. 
So you provide turnkey services, essentially. That's correct. Okay. Which is a lot like our model as well, which brings me to my next question is, how did you personally get first introduced to drones? And what was it about Connexacore that reaffirmed that drone technology could streamline your facade inspection workflow or any workflow for that matter? Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, people, you know, I knew somebody that had bought a drone early on. There were uh, interests from our construction teams on using drones to get some video and flyovers that we had never gotten before. So that started a couple of years ago, and we noticed that technology started to improve on the drones, specifically the imaging that was possible from the drone surveys and and things like that. So we quickly decided and thought that that would be helpful for us, specifically on taller buildings where it's very hard to reach. So high-rise projects that might be, you know, anywhere from 20 to 40 stories are hard to reach and see with to do a close inspection. So we very quickly decided that that was going to be an opportunity we need to look at. And are you finding the data types or the data sets that are coming out of the drones to be more valuable than, we'll say, somebody, you know, hanging off a scaffold or a swing stage? Well, I think with Connexicore in particular, we're finding the, the data sets to be very useful. You know, for us, the drone survey is, is thorough. You get a complete coverage where having someone uh, on the building getting 100% coverage is extremely difficult and time consuming. So we're finding the information to be more complete and then in a very usable format. Yeah, no, it was interesting because our very first uh, facade inspection about two years ago, although it was challenging, ended up yielding about a $50,000 reduction in that particular contractor's cost to bring in scaffolding just to figure out where to connect scaffolding. And it turned out we found some uh, artifacts on top of that tower that were actually just dislodged from the top of the spire and the customer didn't even know about it. And these were giant pieces of copper cupola that could have been blown away into the wind. So, you know, we found right away that the drones were so valuable for not just the inspection purposes, but for doing a general risk assessment. So I guess if you were to zero in on just a few key points uh, of what you'd want listeners to learn from this podcast, what might that be? I really think that you know, we've been talking about it. I, I think that my perspective is that the drone technology has matured substantially every year we've looked at it. And we believe it's a powerful tool to use in, in our arsenal of quality assurance and quality control programs and procedures on the job site. And I think it's already proven that uh, it can do what we need to do and what we expect it to do. And how valuable is the drone data being married to a very easy user interface uh, to be able to manipulate and basically sort through images from different directions on the towers and different severity levels? How important is that a graphical user interface to you? Well, uh, what Connexicore provides has been extremely beneficial to us. Our, our history is, is with a lot of companies. We have gone through and taken job photos and job photos, and we may have thousands of job photos at the end of the project, uh, but it's very hard to keep those organized and understand exactly where that photo was taken, 
who it was taken by. And so you have lack of organization. And with the product that we have access to through Connexacore, we've been able to very easily and quickly get to actionable information, which is so important to us, right? It's great that we can identify an issue, but now we know exactly where it is, what location, see it in detail, and can very easily communicate that within our team and within our subcontractor teams to get action and correction on it. Uh, So I like the product quite a bit for its filtering capabilities, organization, visual location of the images that you're looking at. It's just been very helpful to us. Sure. I mean, we we like to refer to it as a workforce multiplier. And the fact that images could be geo-referenced. So, you know, the metadata that lives in a drone image will actually give a geo-coordinate of where on the earth that image was taken. So if you're doing a combination of mapping the property, very much like what we did in Houston, we mapped the property. So we gave a real-time view of where the property was in the construction process versus that Google Earth image where we saw nothing but a hole in the ground. And then when we did our vertical mapping, we were able to identify where on the building those individual images were. I found with my own personal experience in construction, and a lot of construction companies are still not progressive enough to really adopt uh, drone technology at this point, or they might want to bring it in-house and they've had bad experiences. But one of the biggest misconceptions about using drones is that drones replace workers, and they don't really replace workers. I personally think that's an illogical concern. Drones are merely an additional tool that construction companies use to gain this actionable insights and quickly help make informed decisions that are data-driven. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that statement. You're not going to replace the experience, knowledge, communication ability of a person that's on the building trying to understand the details and look at, uh, you know, the progress of the work. But the drone, again, it provides so much data in a really reasonable time frame that it's actionable. And again, that's the key to me is I can take the data now provide enough information to our workers on the job site and they can, you know, be effective with it. So we're enabling them with this technology to your point, we're not replacing them. Exactly. And I guess coming from the IT world, you're kind of in a unique scenario where you understand a little deeper uh, some of the technology benefits. And I can see how you'd embrace the technology that would drive greater efficiencies. It's, you know, anybody that's in IT is always looking for better ways to be efficient. But initially, did you get any pushback from your peers? And if so, how did you articulate the, the value of the drones and the direct impacts they could make to the efficiencies of a project? Well, I, I think, you know, I'm pretty fortunate to work for the company I do. I think that uh, very early on, the executives in the company recognized the potential value of a drone survey. Uh, you know, again, we had some, some users, some team members that were flying some drones themselves, just getting some different views. And, and they all, we all started thinking about how it could benefit handover. You know, there was a few people when we went to implementation, you know, they're a little, we're a little resistant. I think it's, like everything else, they've never done it before and didn't understand. 
And frankly, the concern was the output. I think more than anything else, Frank, it's, it's like you're saying, what kind of tools are going to be provided with all of this data? Am I going to have to look through hours worth of video to find something, right? What's the information, how it's going to be provided? How do I know where images were taken? And the Connexicore platform resolves all of those concerns. And it very quickly uh, became evident when we got the deliverable from you on the first job we did. And I shared that throughout the project teams in the construction group that, you know, down to a man, they all like the light bulb went off and went, oh, yeah, this could be valuable and very helpful to us going forward. Yeah, that's great. And um, the fact that you you stay on top of the trends and, and what trends are you seeing in the industry that can provide additional context to drone technology? I think we're seeing, you know, there's different kind of trends going on right now. There, you know, the drones are continuing to expand. I think there's going to be more and more capabilities with AI on the drones. You know, there are current camera technologies that we have seen whereby uh, the video cameras are on all day and they're able to highlight, like from a safety perspective, if a worker doesn't have his hard hat on. Yeah. Right? It'll, it'll send you a, a text or a, an email and say, hey, look, this here's a snapshot of the worker that have his hard hat on or his safety vest or things. So there's some uh, safety benefits and things that are coming out of the additional technology. And I think as AI grows and has a really good ability to pinpoint whether it's deficiencies in workmanship, uh, items that are worked as incomplete, uh, safety, I think all of those things are going to be a part of this evolving uh, observational tool that are drones. And I love the fact that you brought up AI before I brought it up. Because we are just scratching the surface using AI in our workflows. We're experimenting right now with AI to identify anomalies and deficiencies uh, in our vertical inspections and even in our horizontal inspections for pavement. You know, a lot of facilities management firms are required to, you know, not only inspect facades, but inspect their pavement. And if you can inspect the pavement and get instant anomaly identification through AI, we can identify the length, the quantity, just about everything about it using that auto AI functionality. And that is even going to speed it up even more. So I think in the in the next few months, we're going to be seeing not only our workflow get better, but in general, the workflow from drones uh, in, in general. Let's talk for a moment about this big debate. And this comes up a lot uh, because we do talk to a lot of construction companies that are very large. And the debate that comes up more often now than it did a year ago is, you know, outsourcing versus bringing it in-house. Do you personally see the benefits of outsourcing drone services versus bringing it in-house? Absolutely. We did go around uh, substantially on that conversation to try to make a determination what we thought was best. You know, when you look at the effort it takes to really get registered as a drone operator, provide the right insurance required for that drone operator, register the equipment, maintain the equipment, have people throughout the country being able to provide those services for you on your team, uh, it's quite the effort. As well as, again, the concern for us was how do we handle the deliverable? Do we have a team of people going through pictures and videos and uh, it got to be a pretty large project, and it was very quickly determined that, look, 
we really need to outsource this effort. We need to find somebody that has professional pilots that can help us throughout the country. And then again, you know, has a, a really good platform for delivering the information. And uh, I, I think so far, it's for our perspective, it's ver- proven out very well. That we needed a third party to help us with that. Sure. And there are companies that do have uh, the resources and the um, the ambition to want to bring it in-house. But, you know, my high level take on this is, you know, outsourcing drone services versus bringing it in-house really starts with the obvious obstacle. And to me, that's the lack of domain expertise. You really have to have an incredible amount of knowledge in a lot of different areas of expertise and the learning curve to understand simply the FAA regulations. FAA regulations is airspace. In fact, every month there seems to be a new regulation. And in 2021, now there's even a brand new uh, set of rules and regulations that every drone services has to abide by. Then you have that data acquisition. You know, what type of data are we collecting? Are we collecting image data? Are we collecting 3D model data, uh, thermographic data? What type of data are we acquiring and how are we doing it? Then you have the mission planning, the hardware, the software, drone operating procedures. It's a substantial undertaking and acquiring this knowledge is only part of the battle. The harder task is going through the trial and error process and knocking out the kinks. And for some companies, if you're bringing it in-house, that is certainly a a pretty huge liability if you make a mistake and there's a hiccup along the way. So that's kind of like my elevator pitch, but I do believe everything that you said makes total sense. No, I agree with you. I mean, our perspective is we're builders. It's our expertise. It's what we do. You know, let's go get somebody whose expertise and, and, you know, sold businesses around this particular tool and let's have them, you know, do what we need to do to help us. Right. Let's figure out how that tool can help us, but not go do it because that's not, you know, in our bailiwick. That's not what we're experts at. Right. It's not your core competency. And you said it earlier, your vertical integration approach is finding the right people and being that turnkey person or turnkey company and making it a seamless transition and obviously using a company that's familiar with FAA and GIS is certainly um helpful and can, you know, eliminate a lot of learning curve issues. Alan, do you have any career examples uh that relate to the topic of drone technology and c- construction? So if you look early on in your career, um do you have examples that relate to to our topic today? Yeah, I think the only example would be, you know, my experience being out in the field as a superintendent uh, and again on a facade inspection type of thing. We had a project years ago on a historical building. We were in- inspecting the exterior uh, for tuck and point on masonry. There were some a decorative facade work that was on the building that was very old. So we had to go out and spend weeks on a swing stage documenting each different deficiency, each area, all the facades of the building, um, and to try to determine the quantity of work that it was going to take to, um, I guess, basically restore the exterior skin to an acceptable level. And, you know, I think about the tools that I had, didn't have a, a you know, camera phone or anything like that. So we had, we're taking pictures with a camera. We're making notes, writing uh, lists of things. 
And it, it literally took weeks and weeks for us to get that accomplished. And now I can call Connexacore, schedule a drone survey, get the survey done, and uh, I have a much more complete, detailed facade inspection done within a week instead of within a month. Right, right. You know, it's interesting that you said historical features because one of our very first projects, and we took a gamble by experimenting, but we knew it would work. Uh, one of our first projects was to, there was a tower that needed some restoration work, but they it, the tower was built in 1895, and there was actually some original historical concrete features on the top of the facade that were beautiful. Like if you if you drive around New York City or Chicago or Atlanta, uh, some of these towers that were built in the early 1900s have these beautiful ornate concrete or masonry type of, uh, you know, structures that are up there that are just decorative. And if you're going to do a retrofit on a facade and you know that you're going to damage those uh, those ornate ornaments on top of the facade, sometimes it's important to do a 3D scan. And we experimented and did some 3D point cloud modeling on some of these ornate concrete models, and we were able to get it down to a centimeter level accuracy in the 3D model and provide that 3D data to the uh, to the designer. So now the designer can do a 3D print directly from our drone data to replicate that piece of historical ornate facade structure that they knew was going to get damaged. So yes, I, you know, using it for things like that is just very invaluable. So Alan, you know, in, in your journeys, obviously you're keeping up with, you know, various technologies. And, you know, I experienced that myself personally when talking to your project managers and all the different trades that are working on your projects. It's amazing because from the ground, it looks like a perfect job. And when you get up close and we do the inspection, we see all these things. And there are places where I personally saw maybe a swing stage actually made contact with the building and created just a little dimple or even a little hole on the facade itself. But from the ground, you couldn't see it. So I found that to be pretty amazing, you know, just kind of looking over a lot of the data that my team was producing. How do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of things within your role? Are there uh, podcasts that you listen to? Are there publications that you're subscribed to? Or, or even associations? If, if you were to give some advice on what associations Connexicore would be involved in, how could we stay on top of things within your business? Yeah, for the most part, you know, a lot of the information now is on the in inter internet. So, you know, between different news feeds and, and things that I'll subscribe to, um, Engineering News Record has been a, a longtime construction-oriented uh, periodical. It's very well respected throughout the U.S. And we'll follow them quite a bit. They have a technology section, and they are always publishing articles and having webinars on different technologies for construction. Find that to be very helpful. Uh, Hanover is a member of the National Multifamily Housing Council. Okay. And we have peer groups within the uh, that group, the council, for quality as well as safety, different subject matters that the group shares, sort of best practices, discusses current challenges and things of that nature. 
So, you know, both of those sorts of things would be good examples, I think, of uh, where to find information. You know, I'm also on LinkedIn. So there are uh, safety groups, construction safety groups, uh, construction quality groups on LinkedIn. So there's people you meet there, conversations that develop. Uh, that also has been beneficial for us to participate in, in LinkedIn. As we start to wrap up with today's episode, what is something that will resonate uh, with our audience about drone technology being leveraged in the construction industry uh, that y- you could mention uh, as kind of um, a last really impactful comment? I think for us that we've learned you know, over this past year that basically this the drone surveys and the output are very, very cost effective. You know, people may not understand how much it costs and what it takes to get this done. But from our perspective, and it's been sprinkled throughout our conversation, is it's a very cost-effective tool that is very valuable to helping your, your business improve the quality of the exterior of the structure. That's a great point, and I'm sure that will resonate. It resonated with me, you know, from early on. Alan, I want to thank you personally for joining us on today's episode of Drone Insights and Technology. We really value your thought leadership and hope you'll return as a guest. And again, I do really appreciate you attending today. I think You're this welcome. Was- thank you, Frank, for having me. Thank you. I think this was a great interview, and I want to thank our audience for listening and hope you all found it educational and informative. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you go and subscribe. That way you can stay up to date with the latest on thought leadership in the drone industry and make sure that you get every episode downloaded directly to your device. Remember, head over to connectsecore.com for more information about us and what we do. And of course, we'll be back soon with more episodes of the podcast, so stay tuned for that. But until then, I've been your host today, Frank Segarra, and thank you all for listening. We hope that everyone has enjoyed and learned something on this episode of Drone Insights and Technology. And until next time, please remember, it's not about the drone, it's about the data.